Hello, my name is Grace Valentine, and welcome back to another edition of the I'm Tired podcast. I'm your host, Grace Valentine. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, but most importantly, I'm a friend. Today, I'm so excited to have my podcast. One of my college friends who graduated, and then literally right after graduation, she went on one of America's favorite reality TV shows that's been going on for a very long time called Survivor. So she went to a deserted island in Fiji. She had to do survivor games, both athletic and mental and social strategy, and she made it to the finale. So everyone, welcome Lauren O'Connell. She's awesome. Hello. (laughs) Hi, babe. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. Seriously, I'm so excited to have you too. And there's so much I feel like people still don't know about you, even though you were literally on the show to the finale. But Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that the show shows what's important to the show Mm. and maybe not necessarily to the individuals on the show, if that Mm. makes sense. No, that's so true. So what was like the audition like for Survivor? Because like here, I I guess we were all in our senior year, like go to formals and stuff and you were secretly going through all these auditions. (laughs) I was, I was. Oh my gosh. Yes. So pretty much I would say I have a very odd audition process in comparison to other people who have applied to Survivor, um, mostly because mine was so fast. I turned in my application video, I think like a week after spring break, senior year, maybe. I think I filmed it over spring break and just sent it in the week after thinking there's no chance. So this would have been maybe the second or third week of March of 2018. I'm like, there's no way they'll pick me. The next day, that morning, I got an email from Survivor and it was a questionnaire. And I remember like I was eating cereal and I like pushed my bowl of cereal over and called my mom and dad right away. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, thank you. This is crazy. There's no way they saw it, but they did. So I filled out this questionnaire and then the next day or maybe the next two days, I'm not really positive about the timeline, but um, I get a call from one of the casting agents and we talked for about two to three hours just about myself, about the game, what I was feeling. I think they were just kind of testing me out to see what kind of person I am. And a lot of times they're testing to see if what you write on your questionnaire is actually the person you are, you know, because when you get out there, you're stripped of everything. And so if you're not genuine, if you're not being who you are in casting, it will come out. Um, And they really want to cast people that are likable and, you know, genuine people are more likable. So I get in, I get into this three hour uh, phone combo And then I don't really hear anything for about a week. And then a week later, I get a call and they're like, can you fly out to LA tomorrow? I was like, oh my God. Um, Yeah, okay. So I ended up flying out to LA, I think maybe the first or second week of April. I was there for an entire week. Um, So bless all my Baylor professors for letting me miss a week of school senior year. Did you tell them? Did you say that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, I had to. So I had to tell all those teachers, like I had to go to my yoga teacher because I was taking yoga and bowling senior year of, um, yeah, at Baylor. Baylor and then, yeah. I know, right? And then I had my bioethics class, which was a little harder to get out of. I actually ended up Skyping into class um, because I couldn't miss that. And then I had, I don't even remember the rest of the classes I took that year. Um, but yeah, so I, I ended up Skyping into a few classes, but they were so understanding, so great. Um, and yes, I was there for a week. And for the day, LA thing, you were there for a yes, week. Yes, oh my gosh. Yes. So I flew out to LA and they put me up in a hotel and it's all very secretive. And uh, you go and you meet each day with a progressively more important individual, I guess. So, like the first day, you meet with the base cast directors and then it just gets higher and higher until you work your way up to the CEO of CBS as well as Jeff Probst. And when did you meet him? That was like middle or like the end, Jeff? Yeah, no, 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 that was the end. I met him at the end. Um, and he had already seen my cast video or my video I had sent in. And it was a ton of like, it was so surreal because you watch him on TV. And then all of a sudden, he's right in front of you. And you are just I, I was starstruck, honestly. Oh, I bet. Um, and there I was also there with, I think, 10 other individuals. And they cut people as you go. So each day we would all meet for breakfast and you're not allowed to talk to anybody, but we all meet for breakfast and you kind of see who's been cut the day before. So it is a little stressful, um, but very fun. And then I left and I didn't hear anything until I think the first week of May, they called me and they're like, all right, you're on, you made it. We will see you on May 23rd and we are leaving. 
And that's pretty much was all anyone that in your God. ten? Was anyone in your ten actually on Survivor with you? Yes, yes. So I was there with Gavin, with Chris, with Aurora, and with Julia. So there were oh five of us that I had seen previously, but obviously we have no contact. We don't know anything about each other. We haven't even heard each other speak before. Mm-hmm. So it was it was hilarious to see us all kind of show up that day when we left for the airport. And be like, oh, I kind of know you, but not really. And yeah. really, it had, it had no precedent on whether or not we were going to be allies in the game. Just because we didn't know anything about each other. We also didn't know what tribe we were going to be on. But mm-hmm. it was a very fun experience going through all oh, of that. I bet. And I, I laughed because I remember you had like told us about the audition tape, nothing else. And then I, I remember you told us all in our group text. You said, oh, like, I can't. I, like, they went another direction. And now I look back and you probably had to say that because you had to keep it confidential. <laughs> because you guys, all of y'all were like texting me like, oh, my gosh, when Survivor. I was like, oh, no. And so yeah. I texted. I was like, hey, guys. So sad. Survivor went a different direction. And then I like went <laughs> grin for two months. Like, oh, so Yeah, like doesn't funny. answer the group chat for two months. And then you're like, hey, guys, yeah. when the trailer comes out, we're like, holy crap. <laughs> so funny. I know. I know. I had, I had that secret was so hard to keep. Oh, I so bet. hard to keep. I had to lie to so many people. <laughs> but I bet it was so worth it, too. So when you. It was so worth it. So when worth they it. called you and they said, yes, pack your bags, like, you have the plane ticket, you're going to be on Survivor, like, what went through your mind? Did you watch all, like, the old seasons again, or, like, what you do? Honestly, okay, so, obviously, we're about to graduate, girls, so we are in the middle of graduating, moving back home from Waco, trying to move out of my house, like, get everything situated. I'm applying to grad school for Georgetown. I just found out I'm going to Georgetown, so I'm trying to figure out living situations, the month of May leading up to leaving for Survivor was so insane. Um, I remember when I got the call, I was driving to my Nana's house and I had to pull over because I was screaming. Like I was so excited and I just, I called my mom and dad right away, told them. And then I honestly don't think it really hit me until I was on the boat and Jeff was telling us, Hey, this is season 38, you know? Just because I was going through so many crazy yeah, life. You're so changes. busy. Yeah. I know. And so I think that helped me not get nervous. It helped me stay pretty calm. And I would say it also kept me a little naive to really what what I was about mm. to go through. Oh, I bet. And did you start thinking strategy at all? Or did you just like, I'm just going to go and be myself and see God. what goes? I mean, I had a little bit of strategy. You know, there were certain things that was like, um, you know, don't don't try and be a huge leader at the beginning and try and stay under the radar for a little bit and try and make close allies with genuine relationships. But other than that, I think I've lived kind of my whole life just being adaptable and trying to come up with, come up with problem solving techniques on the spot, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's the number one thing you have to do when you take, when you go to on survivor, because you don't know who's going to be there, what's going to happen, what the twist is going to be like, Edge of extinction. Are you kidding me? I had no idea that these people that I was voting out were still in the game. Like I had no idea. And so when they came back at the merge, all of a sudden my game completely switches. It, it shifts and all the cogs are rotating in different ways. And so all of a sudden I have to be extremely adaptable to what's going on. Mm. Oh, I bet. Cause you're always literally like flipping your gameplay because you don't know the whole story till the end. So that makes it probably so hard all the information you know as a viewer you're watching and you're like oh well how does she not know this or how does he not know that it's like we don't know we don't have the information that the viewers have we only are working with you know the people that we're in alliances with and hoping and praying that they're telling us the truth and that's not always that's not always what's happening you know the game is the game is about lying and deceit Mm, that's so true so were you ever scared when it was like you became close with kelly that was like your main alliance. And obviously War Dog. I love her. I love Kelly. Oh my gosh, y'all were so cute. Y'all are like the ultimate like girl gang on there. <laughs> I love I know. We were, I love her. I love her. She's just amazing. But um yeah, I think I am the type of person that trusts really easily and I like love very deeply in a way. And mm-hmm. so I had to really temper that on the game. I had to make sure, okay. Stay realistic, stay realistic. Know that these people may be your friends right now, Mm. but they don't want what's best for you. They don't have your best intentions at heart. 
And so I had to know that even with Kelly, as much as I love her and as, as big of a rock as she was for me out there, I had to know at the end, she will cut my throat if she needs to. Yeah. Would you, know? would you have tried to get her out if she stayed? Like I would have had yeah. beaten her. I could have beaten her. I don't know that I could have personally written her name down. I, I'm glad it didn't come to that. Yeah. But I don't think I could have sat by her and won. Oh, completely. And when she left, were you like so like scared or were you just like, it's go time? Like when War Dog got her out. I felt like, okay, it's go time. I am standing on my own. It's time for the little baby bird to fly the coop. You know, like I was ready to play. Yeah. And I went back and I just started strategizing and pulling on all these different alliances that I had been forming kind of behind the scenes. Yeah, like Julie. Yeah. Julie, exactly. Like you don't see it because it wasn't as prominent Mm -hmm. or as important to the story. But it was happening. I was making these alliances behind the scenes. So when Kelly went out, I had other alliances to fall back on. And I was able to integrate myself into these majority alliances so well. Yeah. Okay. So when you're on the boat and Jeff says it's season 38 and he says it's called Edge of Extinction, (laughs) did you have any hypothesis? I can't say hypothesis. No idea. Oh, my gosh. No idea. I had no idea. I just thought it was, oh, we're bringing back four returnees. I had absolutely no idea that these people – we're getting voted out and getting a chance to stay in. And I don't know that it would have changed the way I played the game though. You know, it really was, it just, I mean, obviously ended up playing such a huge role in the outcome, but at the time, once we figured it out, even it was like, okay, well, there's nothing we can do. We're just going to have to play day by day Mm -hmm. and hope that we're making the right decisions in the long run. Oh, totally. And when you also saw, like, so Joe was, like, a beast at challenges, and no offense. I hope you don't oh get offended, goodness. but your, yeah. your team no, has never good at challenges. We were so bad. Oh, we were so bad. So is it, do you feel like you had to rely more on social strategy? Like, were you always prepared to lose because you knew Joe's team was going to win for the longest time? Or Yeah, I would say that's a great observation. I think that I did have to rely on my social game, and I also did have an idol in my pocket, which causes even more uncertainty um, than you would expect because you're thinking, okay, you know, this person has an idol. They must think they're safe all the time, but that's not really the case because you have Mm. to decide, okay, do I play it tonight and become a threat? Do I not play it and take the chance of getting voted out? And so it did become this constant gamble every time I went to tribal of, okay, can I trust the alliances I've made? Can I trust how good my social game has been? Can I trust that I don't need to play my idol? And so I think my game as compared to those who didn't have to go to tribal before day 17 when we merged was more of a gamble. It was this constant battle mm. to try and make the right decisions um, and just hope that I was right. Mm. And you kind of said that the show didn't show all the relationships you had, but was there anything else, like any cool moment you felt like the show didn't show that stuck out to you? Well, for one thing, I mean, they definitely did not highlight Kelly and I's relationship as deep as it was. We really were like sisters and friends and confidants and very, very close out there. And so I understand why they can't show it because there is very limited time, but it was such a special relationship for me. And I really don't know. Mm. Um, it is one of the things that got me through those really difficult times on Lesu. But um, I would say one really cool thing that they didn't show on TV was that there was a whole other reward challenge. Um, we oh. played for, yeah. So Kelly, me and Gavin were on a team. It was teams of three. And we went through this whole reward challenge that had this humongous heavy puzzle at the end. And Kelly, Gavin, and I won. And we got to go to a burger bar and have burgers and cheesecake. And we also got to choose another player to come with us. And we chose Julie. And that was kind of the beginning of Julie and I's relationship. And it also played a huge role in why War Dog wanted to vote out Kelly because he was angry that we didn't choose him. Oh, that does say, because War Dog just flipped so hard. Mm-hmm. And also, like, flipped so hard. Also, I get excited whenever you got food because of the whole passing out thing. Every time <laughs> when you chose the pizza over, like, the immunity, I was like, good, Lauren needs it. Like, you better get I some know. food. I know. I really did. I really did need food. It was. There were some very, very dark days, that is for sure. Was that just like in the back of your mind, like cheeseburgers and food and Chick-fil-A? Oh, oh, absolutely. All the time. You don't understand. Yes, Chick-fil-A. And you know I hate Taco Bell Girl, but I'm telling you, those Crunchwrap Supremes were on my mind like no other. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get me a Crunchwrap Supreme. Oh my gosh. At night before I went to sleep. And the rice, it was just rice you had, right, if you didn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get there, all you have is a bag of uncooked rice that has been 
portioned out. Well, it hasn't been portioned out, but it's enough for 39 days if you portion it out correctly. And then a cast iron pot and they're pretty much like, good luck, you know? And so you were getting about a, a fourth a cup of cooked rice a day um, when you could make a fire. And sometimes yeah. we just couldn't make a fire because it was either raining or it was cold outside and mm. the wood was wet. There were just so many different factors that you don't, yeah. that don't really get highlighted on the show. And do you get bug spray at all or no? Yeah, you get sunscreen and bug spray. Okay, sunscreen that's good. I would be worried about the bugs biting just because, like, you never know, like, Zika and stuff. No, <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. That's why they had to give us um, – uh-huh. they had to give us spray. I yeah. know. And so I know I know personally that you have a very spiritual faith. And I loved how even in your bio you mentioned, like, your faith. You would never, like, shy Absolutely. about it. But obviously you never got a chance to fully talk about it. But how, right, how, right. how was your faith tested on this show? Oh, my goodness. I mean, obviously, I would say my faith was formed um, really personally at Baylor. I became a strong believer. I really I, I really worked on my relationship with Christ and not just my, you know, mm. religious, my religious practices. Um, and that's hard at Baylor. Then, People don't realize how hard is. at Baylor it is to, like, know the difference because you get so caught up in the religion game. So, like, it's admirable those people who do, like, seek the real relationship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I think that going out there, I thought, okay, I've got this, I've got this strong foundation at home. I've got this strong, um, you know, personality where I feel like I've gone through trials in my life that I can lean on. But man, girl, you do not understand. I don't understand how people go through Survivor and don't have a faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. I really, I really don't because there was a day on Lesu. I remember it very vividly. It was day twelve. And I was so beaten down. We had lost every challenge. I hadn't eaten for about five days at this point um, just because I was so sick. And we had just lost another challenge. And I got back to the beach and I just walked away from my tribe and I went down to the beach and I just broke down and I prayed and I prayed and I said, Lord, I am so broken right now. I don't know what to do. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. Mm. I, I don't know what to do was really, was really the words that just kept coming back. It's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And it was so funny. There were two things that kind of came to my mind. It was one, it was when Jesus goes and he, and he fasts for 40 days and 40 nights and he doesn't, and he is tempted constantly and he's tempted and he's tempted. And he says, you know, I will not be tempted. I will not be tempted. I will not give into sin. And that was something that really stuck with me. It was like, okay, <laughs> Lauren, it's only been five days. Calm down, first of all. Secondly, you know, how are you being tempted right now? Are you being tempted to act a way that you would not be proud of in, you know, 39 days from now? Are you acting in a way that you would not want your family to see, that you don't want Christ to see, Mm. that you want to be this light to those around you and also to those watching the show? And even at the time, I wasn't really thinking about those that would watch it um, in the year to come. But I was thinking, how am I representing Christ in my life? If I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say I'm a believer, then I better back it up with my actions. And Mm. that is not how I was acting, really. I think that I was very negative. I was very tired. And I was thankful for the experience, but I wasn't allowing God to fill my cup. And so it was one of those moments where I realized, okay, when I am weak, he is strong, and mm-hmm. he has so many incredible um, plans for me. And I know that whether or not uh, we win the next challenge, he is still so good. And that was kind of the second thing that came to mind. It was like, okay, God has the ability. It's my favorite verse. It's Daniel 3.18, and it, mm-hmm. it just talks about the fact that you know God has the ability to do absolutely anything. He is all powerful. He is majestic. He is incredible. He can do absolutely anything. And just because he chooses not to, because he has maybe something better in store, mm-hmm. does not mean that he can't do it. And he is still so good, even if what you want to happen doesn't happen. And so that was kind of the mantra I kept saying in my mind over and over again, when we would go into challenges, when we would lose challenges, when we would lose food over and over I would say, and he is still so good. And if not, he is still so good. And I think that that was something that really got me through Lesu days when I was, I was sleeping in the mud and I wasn't eating anything like genuinely nothing. I was just drinking water for, from days eight to day 17. And, um, I was constantly losing and I was getting beaten down by those on my tribe that, you know, we would get into 
they would get into verbal arguments and that, that's draining on you emotionally mm. and physically and mentally. And I think every night I would just go to bed and I would say, Lord, this, I would love to win, but if not, you are still so good. Mm. Thank you for this experience. You know, let me be a beacon of light for you. Let me look, let me be like Christ and let me love everybody all the time. That was another thing. It was like, um, I read Bob Goff's book right before I went out there and I remember reading one thing. It was like, everyone says they want to meet Jesus. They want to meet Jesus, but they don't realize that Jesus created those around you. You're meeting Jesus every day. Mm. And so I think one thing about Survivor is there are so many different personalities and there are so many people from different walks of life that you just maybe don't get along with in your everyday life. And I had a reality check. It was like, you know what? You want to sit out here and you want to say you're a believer. You want to sit out here and you want to say that you want to be this beacon of light for Christ then you better love everybody because you're sitting with Christ right now around this fire. You're playing with Christ in this challenge and you're, you know, you are living your everyday life with those that Jesus created. And so just love everybody all the time. And those were kind of the three things that I tried yeah. to lean on during that time. No, that's good. And my favorite thing about watching on the show is I feel like I never saw you lose yourself. Like I did see like more eye rolls than normal, but like I never saw, I never saw like a different person. And I feel like the situation could easily bring out the worst in you. Cause you're like, you have to lie and scheme, but you still were someone who was genuinely kind and loving to those people. And that's gotta be hard. Was there ever a time where you didn't want to be like that? You wanted to be more schemey and less loving, you know? Um, yeah, I think I walked the line between scheming and loving. And I don't even think that those correlate necessarily. Like you can be, um, you know, sneaky and schemey and try to game. come up with yes. strategic plans, yeah. right, in a game way. But there is a line that you have to make sure you don't cross. There is, you are playing with real humans and you have to treat them the way that you would want to be treated. You have to treat them yeah. with love and respect. And there was a moment out there where someone did not treat me like that. He did call me names and treat me mm -hmm. in a very degrading and dehumanizing way. And I had to walk away and say, you know what? This is not who I am. I will not stoop to that level. I will not allow myself to be someone that I'm not. And Lord, please give me the strength to treat them with love, even when I don't want to, even when I'm hungry and tired and frustrated and just really, really emotionally spent. Please mm. fill my cup and allow me to spread your love every day. Yeah, no. And I think that's cool because I think you did that. But also you were still able to be a beast, you know, and you're still able to think <laughs> of plans and strategies what? like Victoria. <laughs> you got uh, her out. I, I did. I did. But I think that that's another thing is it's like God rejoices in when you use the gifts he's given you. Totally. Like he doesn't ask you to just be this you know, mm. meek person on the sidelines that just allows people to walk over you and to be Amen. this person that doesn't use the challenges he gives you to shine his light. You know, I truly believe that God gave me certain abilities and I'm going to use them to the fullest extent mm. um, in order to praise him. You know, I think that he rejoices when you do these things that make you happy in a way that represents him in the best light. And yeah. so that was kind of the attitude I took in those challenges. It was like I was exhausted, but Lord, you gave me the ability to be an athlete. You gave me the ability to be strong-willed and competitive and ferocious and emotional sometimes, mm -hmm. but I'm going to use every ounce of strength that I have, and when I run out of it, I'm going to let you give me the strength to carry on. Mm, no, that's good. And I think at first Peter four ten, when I hear that, is like about just using whatever gift you yes. have. And in a way, yes. Survivor was a gift God gave you. So when you look Absolutely. back, why do you think God gave you this platform of Survivor and to be on this deserted island? Oh, and, and now the platform it's, it's you have now, a, like you have a lot of people who look up to you. And so why? Why yeah. you? I know. I think that's such a difficult question to answer. Um, and it's something that has kind of run through my mind for the last year. Honestly, it's like, why did you allow me to have this incredible experience? Why are you giving me this? And I think that that I had to shift my thinking into not so much why, because if I could answer why God does something, then I would be God. You mm, know, like the, the beauty of God is that I have no idea what his plans are or why he does certain things, but I'm so thankful to know 
that his plans are to prosper me. And so I had to shift my thinking and realize, okay, this is something he gave me that is just an incredible gift. How do I use it now? I don't need to know why. I just need to know that it is. I need to know that I now have this platform in which I can be a light. But more importantly, I think, or more specifically for me, it was more about young girls and even any aged woman to believe that it's okay to be the full package. And I know that Kelly touched on it at the reunion show. It's like, I went in there and maybe people, when they saw my first, my press photo, they thought a a certain thing about me. Or when they heard me speak for the first time, they thought a, a certain thing about me. But it's okay for females to be more than one thing. It's okay for females to be strong-willed and powerful and compassionate and loving and emotional mm-hmm. and strategic and smart and just over-the-top competitive in all situations like yeah. I am. Um, and God rejoices in that because he gave females mm-hmm. such an incredible, incredible spirit. You know, mm-hmm. he, he – he loves us so deeply and we are so special to him. And I think that I wanted women to look at me and realize, okay, I can be everything and it's okay to be everything. And I don't have to be ashamed to be everything. And I want to aspire to be everything. I want to be able to be strong, but compassionate at the same time. I want to be competitive, but kind to those I'm competing against. I want to be smart, um, yet humble. And that's okay. It's okay to want those things and to be those things. And I think that that's kind of the platform that I've taken now. It's like women and young girls and just females in general, just know that you are everything and own it and love it and know that God rejoices with you when you succeed. And he, he Mm -hmm. cheers for you when you compete or when you do something that utilizes the gifts he's given you. Well, I love the way you put that because I really do feel like, with guys, we never put them in a box. They can be handsome, athletic, and mm-hmm. smart. But with girls, Absolutely. and I don't mean to like bring something up if this offends you, but I remember when I do remember when your picture came out, there were comments like, "Oh, she's just the hot one this season," and I'm like, Absolutely. "They have no clue that this girl is one of one of the kindest people I know. Two is going to be pre med, going to Georgetown for grad school after going to Baylor and was a D one athlete at the same time. <laughs> like I was like, there's so much they don't know about her, but they're already stereotyping her because that's what we do with women." We think that they can only be one thing. So I, I love that absolutely. you say that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is true. There were a lot of comments and on that picture, and there were a lot of assumptions, which is fine. I mean, I understand why people came to those assumptions. Um, and I think that that's something that we should just take into our everyday life. It's mm. like you don't know people's story. You just don't. You you look at people, and I am guilty of it every day. It's like you Amen. look at someone, and you think you know them, especially with women. You think mm-hmm. that they fit into this box that you've created in your mind of an archetype or a stereotype of what you think that that certain female should be. But if we can just open the box and just completely shatter any type of idea of what we believe a female fits into – then our world would just be a more loving place. It's like if we could just cheer on every woman around us, just yeah. cheer them on to be absolutely everything, to open up the box that they might put themselves in and that society might put themselves in mm-hmm. and just believe that you are incredible and perfectly and wonderfully made by a God that loves you more than anyone on this earth could ever love you. I think that that gives you the freedom to be everything that you want to be and everything mm-hmm. that you have the potential to be. Yeah. Has there anything weird that's happened post survivor? <laughs> anything weird. I will say it's a little weird. Like do people recognize you? Yeah. Yes. That's kind of what I was going to say. It's a little weird when I go to restaurants and you get kind of this look, it's like people are sitting at dinner and they kind of double take, you know, and I've, I've started to notice it a little more at first. I was very, um, I was very, I don't want to say ignorant, but I didn't really understand why people kept double taking because I, I had never thought of Survivor as a TV show. You know, it's like, I, no one really talked about it at school. No one, I didn't feel like my age really watched it. Um, It was something that I did with my family. And so even when I went on it and even when I was on the show, I didn't think of like, okay, what can I do for screen time? It just felt like a game that I felt really lucky to get to play. Um, and so when I go out to like the farmer's market this last Sunday, this family, oh my gosh, the sweetest darn family comes up and 
they're huge fans and they have such a strong faith. And they said, the young girls that I'm just, I'm so thankful that someone on the show has a faith that mm. I can look up oh, to. Um, and so just getting recognized in public is a very weird and new thing for me. That is for sure. Yeah. And I guess it's just a weird transition to go from like not to then be recognized a lot. And I agree. I There's some people who watch Survivor and I'll be honest. I watch it this season and I used to watch it when I was younger. I haven't like in the past five years, but I had so many people when like I posted be like, oh my gosh, I'm the biggest Survivor fan like in college. And it's still like this hit TV so show. Funny. And I know. No, it really is. It's a huge, huge TV show. And I just didn't realize the capacity it had. Uh, to gain viewers. Honestly, I didn't know mm -hmm. that it gets over 9 million viewers a week. Um, so it is a little strange to know that 9 million people a week watched me run around in my broad underwear. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely. You're like, everyone knows me so well at this point. I know, I know. Um, so I'm also going to ask you some questions, and these aren't on the ones I submitted earlier, um, but these were questions that people wanted to know, and they can be quick oh, yes, at whatever speed. Them. I'm just yeah. going to try to fire a lot of them. Um, For sure, yeah, What I'd were you to. allowed to bring? Did you get to, like, pack, yeah. or did you get to choose your outfit? Nope. You're, no, you're not really allowed to choose your outfit. They choose it for you. Um, also, I was not allowed to bring anything. They, they search you before you get on the boat to make sure that you don't have any contraband. You're allowed to Contraband, have that's like prison. <laughs> I, I know, right? I know. Um, you have uh, sunscreen and bug spray at the camp for you and any medication that you need that you take daily. So I have hypothyroidism, so I was allowed to take my thyroid medication, although I did have to stop taking it a couple days in because it was speeding up my metabolism too much and I wasn't eating enough. So that's pretty much it. Mm, oh my gosh! So you did, they had the outfits waiting for you. Like no one picked out their outfits. Yes, yes, they had. Yes, they had. That's the so weird because it was purple. You and have some say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have some say. Like I told them, I was like, I want more of like an athletic feel, and they're like, Yeah, for sure. And I sent them some ideas, and they figure it out from there. That's crazy. And did you get to take anything home? Like you know that cute necklace you had? <laughs> did you get to take oh that my home? Gosh, yes. No, I totally, I totally have it. Yes, I totally have it. It's hanging in my room right now. Yeah. And did you take anything else home from the island or did you just Um I will I have my bag. I have all the clothes I was wearing. I have my red buff that I uh -huh. left with. Um they actually gave us my green and blue buff at the finale, so I have those. Mm -hmm. Um I have some necklaces. Um well they were aren't necklaces, but they are like little trinkets that were tied up in tree mail, which is the letter you get at the beginning of the day if you have a challenge. Yeah. Um and I think that's it. Some sh some shells, some pretty mm -hmm. shells for my sister. Um, oh, I meant yeah, to ask, did y'all get to read, you know how they had the edge people read those letters they wrote yeah. to themselves? Did y'all read yours? Yeah. We did. I got mine at once I was voted out. We did not get them on the beach. Oh, okay. That was sad. I would love to have seen that. Um, and then someone else asked, well, Delaney asked how much you love Delaney. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love you. And someone asked any tips for anyone who wants to be on Survivor? Yeah, of course. Um, I would say just genuinely do not care about the quality of your video. Care about like what you're saying. Are you telling a story? Are you fun to listen to? Like I sent in a selfie video from my phone, just like totally just nonchalant. It was not well made. And so I would say just send it in and be yourself and be as genuine and fun and like I remember the casting director was like, if you cuss, cuss. If you don't cuss, don't cuss. Like, just be yourself because that's what they want to see. And yeah. if you're genuine and you pop on screen, they will see you. That's cool. Okay. In this question, someone asked, and I'm all about this, would you do Amazing Race with Kelly? I'm pushing for that. <laughs> I'm yes. Oh, my gosh. I would do Amazing Race with uh, – I, I can't even speak. I get so excited. I would do Amazing Race with Kelly tomorrow like genuinely if amazing race called me i would get on a plane tomorrow and, and i think kelly feels the same way and would you go back on survivor i would absolutely go back on survivor same thing it's kind of like a drug it's very addictive in the way that i am a very competitive person and so it's you can't simulate that kind of competition any other way oh completely i bet that's crazy um i'm looking at i'm picking the good ones some yeah, a lot ones. of marriage proposals for you. Um, a lot of people <laughs> who want boyfriend. Is that weird? Do you get a lot of those? I bet you get so many of those. Um, I would say I get a couple. I get a couple people asking me out on a date usually, but um, yeah. I is she single? I, I someone asked. <laughs> I I am single. Yes, I I date intentionally though. I yeah. date intentionally, and I date I date uh, to to honor God and. 
So I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm well, waiting for good, God. To- this is a good transition. Someone asked if you had any good dating advice for Christian women who want to be like yeah. who do have big personalities and are competitive. Yeah, that's a really that's a really great great question. But wow, I'm having such a hard time. It's okay, speaking. me too. It's a really great question. I would say, like, number one, God made you perfectly. He made you exactly the way he wants you. And so there should never be a day where you feel like you have to alter the way that you act. In if it's if it's glorifying God and you feel like, hey, I'm a competitive person and I am over the top and I am passionate. Be that, be that person because that's who God made you to be. And he Mm. also, someone so perfectly picked out for you as a match um, that will love you for those things. Like, I just feel like the best advice I can give is wait, Mm. wait for the person that God has for you because that person will cherish you in ways that you could not even imagine. And also he'll seek God first. And if he's seeking God first, then he'll know how to seek you. Um, and I would say that my second biggest advice would be to know that you never have to dull your sparkle. Like, I love that saying it's like, Mm, never, never let someone or even yourself dull the light that God has given you because he has given you such a special and bright light. That's different than anybody else on this earth. Like Mm. I like to think that mine, my sparkle is glittery and hot pink, you know, like it's just not purple. I thought it'd be purple. It totally could be purple. It really could. Shirt right now, but just like a bright, vibrant color, and like everyone has their light that's so specific Mm. to them. And there's going to be someone searching for that specific light. So never allow yourself or society or anyone in your life to dull that. Be everything. Be who God has made you to be, and He will. He will honor that, and He will. There will be someone in your life that comes into it and loves you for that exact light that you show. No, that's so good. And I think it's so good for people to hear it from someone like you who was a strong woman in the show, who wasn't afraid to dull her spark or spark. With the sp- I can't speak <laughs> exactly. either. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is a funny question. I laughed so hard. What happened to the chickens? <laughs> what happened to the chickens? Oh, my God. Those chickens are still roaming the islands of Fiji, I swear. We could not catch them. Oh, my gosh. That must have drove you insane, especially when you're so hungry. <laughs> insane. We would hear them, like, do, do chickens balk or cluck? That's, that's I don't even know, but they were probably in the morning know. too. They were. They, oh, in the mornings they would just be like all around camp, and it's like we would try to catch them, but they're fast and they're smart, man. We just we did not have the energy to go on chicken hunts every day. Oh my gosh, I bet. And then, um, did you get to brush your hair? Is another one. No, I did not get to brush my hair. Wow, your hair looks so good. You're kidding me. Oh my gosh! So? I actually so thought I actually thought you did because you didn't you weren't getting like dreads. Like when I don't brush my hair for a while, I start to literally get like my hair gets clumpy, like, and it's not Girl, cute on me. Oh, no. it was some people so pull it bad. off. It was yeah, so bad. It was like it was island hair for sure. It was it was very um um knotted. I would say oh, I very bet. knotted and very difficult to brush. I just gave up at one point. And someone asked how your armpits were so uh, clean. Did you get to shave? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I know I actually, we, you don't get a razor, so you don't get to shave at all. But I did get, um, I had had laser hair removal under my arms previously. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get hair under my arms. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so smart to have that before that show too, just to make yourself yes. feel like. It, it really did. It really did help me out. Um, and then someone asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then that's the last one I'll do. Uh, gosh, what do I want to be when I grow up? That's, there's so many layers to that question. Um, Honestly, for a long time, I didn't know what I wanted to be. And I'll say it, I still don't really know what I want to be. I'd say right now I'm on the track to be maybe an orthopedic surgeon one day. Such um, a boss. Gosh. <laughs> well, I think that I think right now I'm just trying to figure out what God's plan for me is. I am in this mm. weird, you know, post. I just graduated with my master's from Georgetown. So, and I, Survivor just finished. So I am in this weird transition of what's next. And I've had to learn to be okay with not knowing and just mm. figuring out, okay, what does God have planned for me? Because there's no way two years ago I would have thought that I would have been on Survivor. There's no chance, oh, you completely. know? And so now I'm kind of just like, okay, God, like I'm going to do what I can to get into med school and I'm going to do everything I possibly can to do what I feel like I'm being called to do. But if you have something else and 
you have this this convoluted and twisted path for me, I'm all in. Like strap me in, I'm ready to go. Buckle up, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what I want to be. I wanna be who God has called me to be, I think, is my best answer. Also, this is one last good question, but do you, have you taken yes, any? Have you taken the Enneagram? I have, yes. What are you? What number? <laughs> I am a seven. You're a seven. A seven. I see that yes, so much. Strong, strong attributes of a three, but yes, I'm a seven. I'm a three, so that's where I feel like. Yes, well, I feel like seven. I know. I'm definitely a three. You, but I see seven in you because like you're so much more nice. <laughs> Not in a bad way. You're just like, but you're like, you have that more, uh, not as numbers, like you more enjoy the moment, but you like spontaneity. Like, um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Definitely. Very cool. Yes, I saw that I, question. I, I'm like, so good. Yeah, that I know. I'm question. too obsessed with it. Okay. And now last question. Do, is there any regrets you have on the show and what do you wish the show would have showed more of? Um, Honestly, I mean, there's obviously easy answers to this saying, okay, I wish I wouldn't have played my idol for Chris. But, <laughs> I, you know, I could go on and on. Okay, but I listened and- to you in a podcast explain your reasoning and it was really smart. Yeah. Like, because yeah, you had no, the numbers, have- like, I, and, and you, it, you didn't know he had an idol himself. Because exactly. then he, at exactly. that point, he was the least threat you had. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, there's no way anyone votes for someone who's been here for 12 days. I didn't know Chris had an idol. I thought I had the numbers going into the next vote. Um, I wanted to make a big move at that point. I was playing to win. Um, but all of that is to say, I don't regret that choice. Um, obviously, you know, if I do keep my idol, I'm in the final four, and then we see what happens from there. But I think if I go back having the information I did, and I just didn't have all the information at that point, I still make the same choice. So I would say that I actually do not have any regrets um, from the show. I think I played the best I possibly could with the information I had, I played in a way that I felt honored Christ, honored my family and honored myself. Mm. And I think that that's all you can really ask. I played the best I possibly could. And, um, yeah, so I don't think I have any regrets. And what do you wish the show would have shown more of? Is there anything? Oh gosh. I think the show is, it's so complex. There's so many things going on all the time. I, I honestly, I don't know that there's anything else I would have wished that the show showed more of. I do. There are times where I wish the show would have shown and highlighted the strong faith I had. And mm. I did talk about it a lot, but it's not part of the story. You know, the story yeah. is how to win and it's not necessarily about, Oh, how great of a Christian is Lauren. That's not what people really want to see. Um, but I do, I am so thankful for you allowing me this, this space to just mm. kind of share my thoughts because there hasn't been someone who's really asked me about it yet. And it was such a huge part. And even coming back, like coming back was such a hard transition um, into real life again with, you know, dealing with all the paranoia and all of the, all of the social anxiety I had coming back. But number one was just realizing, gosh, my relationship with Christ was so lacking when I went out there. And I really do believe that your relationship with Christ is like a roller coaster. It can be on highs and it can be on lows. And I think I perceived myself to be on a high before I went out there and I realized, Oh my gosh, I was actually in a low. Like I didn't realize just the capacity that God has to love us, Mm. um, capacity that we have to love him. And I am just so thankful for survivor for giving me that ability to really just be stripped of everything and to be stripped of those who may take your eyes away from Christ, those Mm. who may lead you to Christ, but take your eyes away from maybe giving all of your priority to him. You know, it's like you have so many distractions in your life and you have so many people pulling you in all different directions. And Mm -hmm. especially with busyness of May before I graduated and before I went out there, I was pulled in so many different directions by so many different people. And it was such an incredible, incredible experience just being stripped of everything and really only truly having my faith to rely on. Oh my gosh, I bet. And was there anyone else Christian on the show like that you found out on the island? Like- yeah, there so yeah, so Gavin is a super strong Christian. Um and Eric and I have talked about his faith a lot. I will say that it's a difficult place to have a conversation like that. And mm-hmm. I did the best I could say, you know, this is what I believe and I would love to have conversations with people. Um but you do have to walk a very yeah. um a very small line, I would say, a very, a very difficult little ledge you you don't want to fall off of because 
there are people out there that are from different walks of life that yeah. don't believe you that don't, that didn't go to Baylor. Yeah. You know, that oh, completely. And up. also, you don't want to push it on an island. That's not the time people are hungry, hangry. Like, it's your time to just love people well and like exactly play and your I think game. That's yeah. The best way of ministry is to just love people and have them think, okay, why is she different? Why? Mm. Does she act this way when everybody else is acting a different way? And so I do share, you know, I do believe in Christ and I do pray before every challenge and I do pray after every challenge. And I was trying to minister in the best way I possibly could. But I also felt like God had called me to just love everyone. Mm. He had called me to be a light to those around me and not so much force my beliefs on them. And like, uh, do you watch The Bachelorette? I do, I do. So, yeah. I, and like right now, I'm watching like, and I and I know, I know he probably means well, but like Luke P is like talking about his faith all the time, and yeah. especially his actions not lining up. It's like you are representing on national television, like Christianity. And yes, you're not perfect, and yes, we're all like sinners. But you have to remember that if the spotlight's on you, so are your flaws are more seen by other people. So it's like if you're pushing your faith on people, I feel like sometimes it just comes out like. It doesn't come out as genuine if you're not – if you're more focused on talking about Christianity instead of just having it in your heart, then it's not going to be translated well. Do you get what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I will say one thing in defense of Luke P. And although I, I'm not giving away who I'm cheering for – just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love you some, some Tyler C., some Connor. Oh, my and, gosh. And, There's so many um, great guys. At I love Peter. Love Peter. But um, I think that – reality TV and although Survivor is very real and what you say out there and what you do out there is very well translated I don't know that that is the same for every reality TV show um and so although I do believe that his actions are his own it could be being edited in a way that is making the show more interesting mm. you know That's a good point. Um, yeah so I would say that that those who are saying you know you're at, you're not acting like a Christian just just mem- just remember the context in which you're watching him. It is reality TV and it is for ratings. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that he, he deserves he deserves a little bit of grace yeah. in, that, in that. No, that's a great um, point. In that regard. That's a great point. And especially from someone who knows what reality TV is like and the exactly. stress and the stress and social anxiety that comes from it, knowing that you're on exactly. this thing. Gosh, would you ever do the Bachelorette, Lauren? Oh gosh, I don't, I don't think I could. I, I don't think that. I could. I don't. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? I don't know that that would be the type of environment yeah. in which I could find my husband. But if God called me to do that one day, then mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'll probably eat my words. Because so it's no. so hard. Because it's like, especially when you're like this one guy and there's all these girls. It's like it feels like a game, even though it's not supposed to be. It's like exactly. so naturally your competitive edge comes in, but you're like, wait, I haven't exactly. even I haven't even been seeing if I like this guy. I always wonder exactly. that for them. But okay, exactly. this is actually I keep saying my last question. This is my last question. I ask <laughs> everyone on the podcast this, but what is something that's giving you life these days? Because this podcast is called I'm Tired. So what is something you I'm look tired. forward to every morning? Something I look forward to every Not morning. Not every morning, but lately. Like maybe this week. Is there yeah, something no, that's lately. Been, yeah. This week, honestly, I would say, like, I am a firm believer in finding something that allows you to kind of escape what may be weighing you down, right? So this is obviously the I'm Tired podcast. And for me, something that really just makes me feel good about myself is working out, girl. And I'm telling you lately, I've been lifting so heavy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out there. And this is my challenge for the day. Because obviously, like, I don't have Survivor. I don't have college athletics anymore. I don't have something to be competitive about. And so each day I'm like, okay, how can I get better in the gym today? And I know that sounds so dumb, but it really, like, I get excited for no, it. No, I so love I really- Orange Theory. I do Orange Theory, and it's been, like, that thing for me, too, where I watch my points, and it gives me something to look forward to. Totally. It is, like, it's, it's a personal goal for me. And, like, whether or not that someone, like, someone wants to work out or they don't, but, like, have a, having a personal goal each day is kind of what – what gives me life? And for me right now, it's, it's yeah. in the gym. And, like, I bet it was very hard. So, I mean, you lost a lot of weight on Survivor. Did you ever feel like insecurities came, like, after you lost that weight, like, of wanting to keep that or, like, even the muscle oh, you lost? Oh, girl, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that – I mean, I was never I was never fat, obviously. No, never, never I, at all. If anything, you even <laughs> lost muscle, so I don't know if that became an insecurity. No, I did. You know? Well, that's the thing is I, I, I always knew, you, you know, I'm, I'm fine, but – 
girls have insecurities about the way they look. They always do. And I think once I got back, I did have a little part of me be like, oh, wow, like I'm, I'm smaller than I've ever been probably in my entire life. I'd really like to keep this weight. But then I realized, no, like I have been a strong, like muscular girl my entire life. And I want to get back to that. And it really has taken a very long time to kind of get my body into a state in which I can build that muscle up again. Um, I'm a huge health nut with my food. Like I am very cautious about what I eat and I have been trying to just eat very healthy. Um, and so that, that took a long time to kind of get back because for the first two months, I think I would like sneak out into my, my freezer at night, eat like like ice cream and frozen donuts just because like having food in my life was was new and it's a weird weird mental thing where I felt like okay I need to eat this food right now because I don't know that I'll always have it um and so that was hard so I did I did gain a lot of the weight back and then it was just kind of a mental thing of like okay it's okay for you to gain this weight back it's okay like it's not healthy for me to be personally and like this is it's, I think weight is just a number. I think numbers are stupid. I don't ever weigh myself now. I just know what I weighed when I came out of the game and that was 140. And for me, I've never been that weight. And I don't personally think that 140 is a healthy weight for me just because I like to have more muscle on my body. Um, and it's not really sustainable with the amount of food I like to eat either, you know? And I think that there were insecurities that came with that as I, as I saw myself gain the muscle back um, because I do you do look so depleted after the game. And mm. I think our society maybe cheers for those who are a little smaller, you know, and I, I had to remind myself, okay, no, this is not who you want to be. And remember that it's okay to be a little heavier. It's okay to be athletic and strong and your body, as long as you feel good, and you feel good about yourself, it doesn't matter what the what the scale says, you know? Amen to that. And I feel like that would just be a hard place for a lot of girls to be in. So I think it's cool that you're you're working out and you're finding joy in gaining muscle back, but you're also not afraid to be like like I loved when you were like scarfing down pizza when you got the chance on the oh, island. Girl, you know, like yes, I guess. Even I after I, I, I watched your uh, the peanut butter pancakes you were talking about on the uh, after <laughs> That was like, yes, that was, what was yes. your first, what was your first meal back? Was that it? Peanut butter pancakes? My very, so my very first thing was uh, a whole package of Oreos and peanut butter, um, a whole like large pizza, um, a whole bowl of spaghetti with garlic bread, and then like six scoops of ice cream. Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, but okay. Thanks amazing. so much for joining us. And thanks so much for opening up of about course. your heart, your faith, and what people really don't see about you and just other people too on reality television. So thanks for being yourself and of for being Thank bold. You for having me, babe. You're a hot pink sparkles, shiny a thing. <laughs> and I'm glad you'll never dull it, Lauren. So love oh, you. Lots. I love you, girl. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the I'm Tired podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Grace Valentine. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram username is at the Grace Valentine. On Twitter, it is at GraceV96. You can check out my blog on www.gracevalentine.org. You can buy my book, Am I Enough, at any of your local bookstores, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, or online at Walmart and Target. And if you enjoyed the podcast, screenshot it and tag me in it at, at the Grace Valentine. Talk to y'all later.